Welcome to the Bad Tutors Podcast. If you're here for the newest up-to-date accurate information on the nerdy topics that are near and dear to your heart, well let me tell you, you ended up in the wrong place. Here we're all about hot takes and grandiose displays of misinformation, so stick along for the ride and you might just blow a blood vessel or two. So Ian, in Monster Hunter, if you play the game in what I would call the normal experience, you hunt your monsters, do the quest, upgrade gear, and then you hunt bigger and tougher monsters. But in this mm-hmm. rather short episode, uh, I just want to talk about what is known as the classification of monsters. Um, okay. And that's the basically the type of the monsters. Oh, we all know that I love a good arbitrary structure. Now, many of the monsters in the game look like something that theoretically could have come in our world, given massive bears, apes, frog things, and armadillos. But then there are the dragon-appearing monsters that look like your classical dragons. Wings, talons, tails, and of course the tiefers. I think we call them dragon presenting. Oh yeah, you're right. My current day and age. That's my bad. Um, So the way that Monster Hunter breaks down these monsters is based on skeletal structure as well as defining features of the species. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm kind of interested in this because, like, I know Monster Hunter is science based is the wrong word. But, like, it seems like they try to adhere to to all laws of physics. Maybe it's not ours because, like, things are too massive and would need too many calories to sustain that size. But, like, within their world, it seems that they try to keep, like, an internal consistency, which I appreciate. Uh, yeah, they, uh, they typically keep um, certain classifications to certain environments and they tend to have grounded in at least the environmental factors why that species can thrive there yeah like especially in world like we talked about with the immersion a bit last episode uh no other than the creatures that are specifically out of place for the sake of the plot everything that's there even though they're like incredibly outlandish and don't make sense in our world when you see them in the environment that they're set in it's very well crafted to make you go oh yeah this could live here for sure and not just like oh this is a thing that i'm hunting in a location it's like this could reside here and i can conceptualize that yeah absolutely um so i'm not going to talk about all of the categories because there's a lot um and i'm going to be talking about a couple of them grouped together um just in general so first i'm going to talk about the herbivore the fish the wing drakes and the neoptera neopterons they couldn't have made it an easy word to say um so these are the game species that sort of flesh out the world adding a sort of endemic population to the maps that don't so that they don't feel like arenas where you just fight your bosses um, I'm correct in saying these are, at least on average, are small monsters, correct? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yes, these are the small monsters that aren't directly related to a large monster population as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So herbivore is the classification that covers a vast array of these small monster wildlife. Uh, you have um, uh, poro, which are like the woolly mammoth-like creatures. Uh, you have aptanoth, which are those uh, herbivorous dinosaurs. And then you have uh, kelby and anteca, which kind of look like gazelles or caribou in our world. Um, yep. Fish are exactly what they sound like. You fish them out of the little fishing pools in the game, um, or in the later games, you have somebody else do it for you. Yeah, I was going to say, they're those things that uh, one of our friends has interacted with in all of the games. Yeah. Um, Outside of quests that require... Well, like the older games, you'd still have to fish for them, but like in the newer generation, it's it's sort of like a thing that they realized is not the core experience of the game. Um, then you have the wing drakes, which exist solely to annoy the player, uh, right. or maybe to build a weird gunner set. Um, they're small flying creatures that appear reptilian. Um, they're thin. They fly in and swarm an area like a flock of birds. And an important note, Remumbra is not a wing drake. I bet you didn't know that. It's actually one of two snake wyverns. Don't you feel don't you feel cheated? Uh the other one is the big snake from either Try You or For You, uh Najarala. Oh, okay. So that classification has one big and one small. Yep. And you know, I would have thought that Ramambra I would like I never would have thought of it cuz those classifications uh are rarely things that I think about in Monster Hunter to be honest with you but I knew that because the armor set for Ramombra is just a big or at least on the female model is a big king cobra head so that makes sense yeah um neopterons are bugs like vespoid celtas and hermitar they uh, exist solely to annoy the player uh, and maybe make uh, yes. one dragon attack set. Yeah, they you know, they often are just there to paralyze you when you are setting a trap or something. Harvesting yeah. Conchu, the bane of my existence. Thank God they've never come back since for you. There are a few exceptions to my knowledge to the Neopteron uh category because there is Queen Vespoid and Celtas Queen, which are mm-hmm. just like the massive Rest in peace. The massive bugs that lead the respective kind uh and when you fight those queens you will get swarmed by the other ones uh and then there's also the undisputed strongest bug boy the altel ka i never mm-hmm. fought this i don't know if you did but this I is did not. this is the final boss in monster hunter gen u or generations ultimate uh i was immediately when i saw that in the script I was uh, happy to see it because I feel like it's underappreciated because I know how long it took to get to Endgame yeah. in Gen in all of the Gen subsidiaries. So I feel like not a lot of people know about it and even less people have fought it. As I said, myself included, I have not fought it, but the fight looks really fucking cool. I think we've both watched. I have watched. I think Peace video essay and, probably uh, that I sent you last time. And uh, I've read about it. But it's it's funny because it's like a very intelligent mantis that um, mm-hmm. pulls dragonators out of the skies to use sort or not the skies I'm sorry pulls dragonators out of the sands 
to mm-hmm. attack the hunter with as if they're giant spears. And uh, it also has a pheromone to reduce the defense of the hunters. So it can't be uh, an easy fight. That's for sure. Yeah, it is basically like about the size of a normal like bug in the world, right? Like you, you hardly fight it itself, if I recall. In the yeah, it's it actual fight. You're like fighting a lot the bigger, dragonators, yeah. But it's like a puppet master sort of mm-hmm. thing. It's really cool. Um, I'm gonna jump past this next section in our script, and I'm gonna talk about the fanged beast, the amphibians, and the. Leviathans. The the amphibians, my favorite part. Yes, exactly. So best um, best classification. These classifications um are lesser populated throughout the game. Um a lot of the uh species that you'll see in here are actually subspecies or somewhere back down the evolutionary line there was a distinct split because of environmental changes so leviathans are a type of wyvern that have evolved a skill in swimming um way more powerful than piscine wyverns which i'll talk about in a bit and uh they are often the dominant predator in their environment um royal ludroth is a little bit bitch made um but he is a leviathan and then you have uh really oh Yep, and then you have... Uh, That's not what I thought you were going to say. Hmm. You have uh, Mizutsune, um, the bubble monster, and uh, my favorite, uh, Legiacrus, from Try and Try You, uh, mm-hmm. is also a Leviathan. Uh, they are usually found near a body of water, uh, but there are some, some, some subspecies that have adapted to live um, outside of normal environments and maybe even make homes in volcanoes like uh, almudron and magma almudron in rise mm-hmm. those are leviathans too oh interesting mm-hmm. that makes sense i guess yeah um and then amphibians are monsters that resemble the real best classification they resemble uh amphibians as you would imagine in our real world um, mm-hmm. There are only three monsters that are in this classification. That's uh, and two of the three of them are in my top five monsters. <laughs> that's in uh, the whole series: Tetsukabra, Zamtrios, and Tetranodon. Uh, Tetsukabra is like a rocky little frog guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Tetranodon is kind of like a platypus turtle. Uh, and then Ian, just go ahead and go off on Zamtrios. Yeah, Zamtrios is my actual favorite monster in the game. I do just want to give a quick... Why I like Tetsukabra so much is that when I first started playing For You, it sounds stupid. It was like the first wall for me, even though it's like one of the first couple monsters, but I had never played a Monster Hunter game. So when I was finally able to like farm that monster, and it has a really good defensive set for an early game in For You. So when I was finally able to farm that, it felt really good. And that's what made me like Monster Hunter as much as I do, is killing Tetsukabra a lot. But Zamtrios is like this fish shark... (laughs) frog thing i don't even know what he is yeah and he's just this four-legged little i think he's a shark really yeah what he's supposed to be he looks like one and he's like pretty fast and dashes around and makes ice armor and everything around himself but then he like 
inflates it's two of my least favorite fetishes hilariously that it's uh also my favorite monster he's inflation and he's vor why did you have to include that (laughs) because it's true and you were gonna call me out for it if i didn't so i had to say it um but he just inflates into this massive balloon thing and it's so funny it's one of the funniest fights in monster hunter in my opinion yeah i just love him so much he's so funny and we got zamites in rise the small version but we haven't seen him or or tetsukabra we saw in gen but we haven't seen either of them since world right. at this point. Um, and uh, I was happy to see Tetronodon be like, just even seen an addition to our amphibian friends again was very nice, but I wanted, I want more. I want, I'd, I'd love Zamtrios over Tetsukabra, but I feel like Tetsukabra is the more realistic one to bring back, but also Dodogama exists, which is kind of just small, cute Tetsukabra. And also a fanged wyvern. Um, Dodogama's a fanged wyvern. Yep. I mean, yeah, I guess he wouldn't. Doesn't fit doesn't have to in, make total here, sense, but, you know. Yeah. We'll we'll see that a little bit <clears throat> when we talk okay. about some flying wyverns. But uh, for fanged beast, um, those are going to be mammalian monsters that lack the capability of flight, and that is incredibly vague. And I think it's purposeful. Um. But they are pretty similar when you look at what we've gotten so far. You have Blanganga and Kangalala, which are like that evolutionary split that I talked about. Um, you have Bishatin, you have Grangolm, Azeros, Lagombi, and of course, uh, everybody's favorite monkey, Rajang. Mm-hmm. Um, Th- this one, in kind of amphibians a bit, to me, feel like the where monster hunter is almost realistic where it's like okay i could see a weird split evolutionary tract of like all right if i really stretch these could be real ish but everything else like when you get into wyverns and stuff it's like all right this is this feels fantasy again well i gotta talk about bird wyverns and then you can say that um true there's so many more fanged beasts but a lot of them were introduced in monster hunter online and monster hunter frontier which are both um, online is just straight an MMO, and then uh, Frontier is almost an MMO, uh, based on the updates and like the way that they rolled out content. Um, but yeah, I'm just gonna leave those off because it wasn't released in the West, and uh, you and I haven't played them, and probably none of our listeners. No, I haven't even like seen content on them either, so I have like no room to talk about it. So I'm gonna talk about the most notable monsters that we're gonna hunt at least early on, and those are wyverns. Um, I'm gonna talk about the bird wyverns um, first, but in this episode, we'll probably conclude with the flying wyverns, and then more to come later. Uh, but bird wyverns have two delineations. Um, there's the flying bird wyverns, which take on a uh, avian build and appearance. Um, they can fly; they're bipedal, um, sharp beaks. You know, uh, the notable entries in this are Kirapeko from uh, the third generation, Malfestio from Gen Four. Uh, Puke Puke from Gen 5, and uh, the Garugas, which were in Gen 2, 
Um, I think three, and I think even Yen Garuga made it into world. The monsters, you know, they fly, they have beaks, they just adapt to their environments, really. Um, they have interesting or unique survival tactics to allow them to survive in such competitive environments. Um, in a world where dragons exist, you have to adapt or else you will not, um, you know, stay around for very long. Uh, they use things like poison or fire, or in the case of Malfestio, um, the ability to confuse your target. And uh, it actually reverses the input for hunters. I'm sure you remember how fun that was. It's a, it's a bitch. It's a cool fight, but like, fuck, I hated dealing with that. The flying bird wyverns are usually bitch made and some of the earliest monsters that you fight. Um, with the other bird wyverns being the ones that you usually fight before him. Uh, so like Malfessio just added time to the fight, but it was a really cool owl. Um, Why do I feel like a lot of importance was put on the Malfessio fight? Why do I remember that one so much more specifically? There was there was a lot of new monsters that were introduced in For You. Um uh, and then there I was wasn't, wait, Malfestio was for you? It was yeah, it was for you. Oh shit. I don't even remember fighting it in for you. That's wild. Damn. When when do you when did you fight I, it? Jen. Okay, so alright, so fourth generation then, because for oh, you, oh, okay. Jen Yeah. All all sense. the all the same generation. Right. Uh, it actually might be exclusive to Jen. I'm not sure. Um, it, to me, they're all the same. Oh, you played it on the 3DS. It's for yeah. you, or it's Jen, or it's whatever the other one was. Mm-hmm. Um, Damn, Malfestio should have been one of the Faded Four or whatever the fuck it was instead of Gameth. That fight was so lame. Fuck Gameth. Whoa. Gameth sucks. Fight me. Malfestio is at least cooler than Gameth. I'll stand by that. Easy. I'll, I'll probably stand by that too. But um, I want to talk about the theropods in the in the bird wyvern classification. Okay, the theropods. Wait a second. That's just a real science word. You can't just pull that out. Yeah, they're just raptors. Everything else in here has uh, been fake. They're bipedal, small, and agile. Yeah. Um. You know, the classification hosts a list of some of the most classic monsters in monster hunter you have great jaggy great baggy and the dromes iodrome gendrome velocidrome and then the sand one that i can't remember um uh, cephalodrome nope that's a piscine wyvern uh, fuck it is yeah there there was another raptor that was tan um i think it's the first one in gen i can't think of it either uh yeah yeah uh paralysis though so you know yep. they they all do something different the one um, that hopped on its tail yes uh gendrum um and so a lot of these you know i already talked about paralysis but they have either an elemental spit attack or status effect or something to sort of switch switch up the um sort of repetitiveness that is in fighting all the different variations. Um, but one thing that most of them can do is they call in lesser members of their pack with like their screamer sex. So they start howling or screeching or whatever, and uh, more of the little fucking buggers come running in. Um, yeah, these 
kind of feel like the tutorial fights of like teaching you about different statuses almost in yeah. a weird sort of way. Yeah, exactly. Because other than that, they're all basically like the same fight if they don't have different elements. Yeah, you'll get like some of the blights or poison or paralysis and like, you know, mm. they're make sure you take antidotes with you or yeah so um, how do i deal with this mid how do you deal with paralysis mid combat without getting absolutely clapped every single time just most of the time yeah um next we have uh the piscine wyverns which are fan Ooh, favorite fuck piscine wyverns. um Ooh, they're them. all of them every single one they are aquatic or magmatic wyverns that have powerful fins to propel themselves through the water mud magma or any other fluid-like state that they can find themselves in um you have everyone's favorite plesioth um you have jerry totos and beta totos the bane of anybody that played world uh and you have like cephadrome uh slightly cooler still bad it is worth noting that cephadrome just sort of swims through sand um and Beatoto swims through deep snow, so like moving Wait, through solids. You don't have the lava one on here. Uh, which one are you talking about, Lavazio? Yeah, that's that just yeah. Icing? It's just no, it is. It's just lava oh, okay. plesia. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So I didn't. It was. I guess I included Beatoto's. Okay. There's also Lavazio who swims through lava. Uh, and you. I did say that there's ones that swim, swim through lava. You did. Um, next, we'll go to the most iconic that we're going to be talking about, and that's the flying wyvern. Um, and again, two classifications here. We have the true wyverns and the quadrupedal flying wyverns. Um, the true wyverns are going to be your classic species in the game. You have the wrath species. You have Kezu Diablos. Um, my one of my favorites, not my favorite, but one of them, uh, basil geese. These are all true wyverns, bipedal, capable of flight. Um, they often can appear like dragons, um, in like the way that they match popular media that depicts dragons. Um, that's true wyverns. They have any range of capabilities in terms of abilities and attacks and stuff. So. It's such a populated category that it's hard to say that they're sort of matched up based on their uh, abilities. Um, yeah, when it comes to all of these classifications in terms of distribution, it kind of feels like you have the flying wyverns and the everything else. Like yeah. They're broken up, but it's that's like it's easier to exclude things that aren't flying wyverns than it is to list all of them that aren't. Yeah, flying flying wyverns were the most popular and probably have always been the most popular. Probably uh, always will be the most popular. Yeah, they're just iconic, fun fights, usually. Um, and then, you know, even the quadrupedal wyverns that um, are classified as flying wyverns are pretty popular. And they're classified as flying wyverns. But a lot of them are have limited capabilities of flight or no flight at all. Um, they have evolved to use their wings more as um, forearms or forelegs to increase their ability to traverse on the ground. 
Um, that's usually due to an environment and, uh, you know, generations of living in that environment. You have things like Tigrex, Nargacuga, Berioth, um, and... Are, though, where does Brute Wyvern fit into this in that case? Is so that Brute Wyvern's sub- its own Is thing. that just a yeah. subset? Um, I thought that's what Tigrex and Berioth were under as Brute Wyverns. Nope. Tigrex has oh. wings, and it's so a, does they have cut. Yeah, like Nargacuga has the cut wings. I thought those were Brutes, though. See, even after hundreds and hundreds of hours of playing these games i still don't know these classifications that's why someone needed to talk about it yeah so basically a flying wyvern has wings and then the brute wyverns are bipedal um don't have wings these would be your um baroth your Mm -hmm. uh devil joe and then um punchy explodey boy who i am no totally blank no no no. he's not he's not a brute wyvern He's not a brute wyvern? No, what? he's a fang beast. Grangolm from Rise? Is that what you're talking about? No. Oh, you're talking um, about Brachydeos. Big, big Brachydeos, thank you. Yes. I was totally blanking Yeah, sorry. He's a brute wyvern, right? Yes. Because he's the same as, like, Baroth. Okay. Yes. Um, so, these quadrupedal uh, flying wyverns, while they're mm. classified as flying, they don't even necessarily have the capability of flight. Um their evolution either allowed for the obsolution of flight as being the apex predator in the area or the environment was not as forgiving to creatures that relied on flight to hunt uh and then you know i said the classification relies on wings well some flying wyverns don't even have wings don't ask me about it It doesn't make sense um but yeah science is a tricky subject uh that was just uh you know this is like the low rank classifications of monsters Right, uh, we haven't we'll gotten get in, into anything. We'll get into high rank and then master the rank fights, yeah. uh, on the next one. But I mean, that mm. that's all I got for us today. It's a bit of a shorter episode. I've been weirdly busy this week. Um, yeah. I still want to take a look at all the other classifications. And then I want to talk about the unknown monsters. Of course, you got to talk about all of them. Those are all the real fun fights. There's like six, okay? Yeah, I think not a ton. I think two of them are like actual monsters, and then the other ones are like Link from Le- Legend of Zelda in a crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fuck so, Legend. Uh, that's actually that I think it's called an an artifact or an artifact or something yeah, like that. that it's not an unknown. Somewhere. It's not an unknown. It's got its own category. Still, fuck it. That fight sucks so bad. Uh, you, you never did that one, did you? Nope don't it's brutal it's so fucked (laughs) but uh for now we'll just we'll leave it there uh at just an introductory look into some of the monster classifications yeah we we have had some groundwork to lay over our past couple episodes for things to come yeah so so there's some shorter stuff coming but i'm sure we're gonna be getting into some real lengthy shit coming up here not that long from now Alright, but uh, yeah, that's all I've got. Alright, well, until next time, uh, we hope you have the great rest of your week, weekend, day, whenever you happen to be listening to this. And for now, I've been Ian. And I'm always Tyler. And we hope you tune in to the next episode of the Bad Tuners podcast. Stop bringing fetish into Monster Hunter.
It's weird. 